0: Hey guys, I'm Dr. Chelsea Durda.
1: And I'm Dr. Joanne Michelle Martin.
0: We're a couple of women's health specialists and we want to welcome you to the Fueling Her podcast, A Woman's Guide to Wellness.
1: So sit back, relax, and let's get started.
0: Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome back to Healing Her, A Woman's Guide to Wellness. I don't usually introduce our guests, but Dr. Chelsea, I am here today with one of my very dear friends who have known for several years now. Antoinette is a mom of four, a wife of a restaurateur, and this incredible soul who brings light into the universe and to other women in the most beautiful way. It has driven her for so long, and I am so excited for you all to meet her. So Antoinette, tell us about you, my friend. I love you, Dr. Chelsea. That will
1: start with, I love you.
0: <laughs> I love you too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you for that. So I, I was slated in my career. I, I, if any of you have ever heard of Robin O'Brien, I love how she opens her TED Talk with the fact that she traded in her briefcase and her like type A personality for um, having four babies in five years. I didn't do the four babies in five years. I did the four babies in 10 years, but I did trade in my corporate briefcase. I was on track to becoming a general manager in hotels. Um, and I realized after having my first child there that I was like, I will end up divorced sick and like probably dead. Um, if I continue this route and it's not working, like the soul sucking life, sucking time, sucking just did not speak to me anymore. And people were amazed that I even had children because I had been so career minded. I always knew I wanted them. Um, but it was just interesting because they're like, what you're pregnant. Like, (laughs) And it was really funny. So I I love being a mom. And I know in this past year um, with COVID and the call to slow down and everything, like I've just been so immensely grateful in so many ways on so many days and just counting and thanking my lucky stars and the blessings to live the life that I do. But I cultivated it and I worked for it and I've been doing the work. So after leaving corporate and suffering and really not being well at all, but my body was young and I could do it. I trashed my body. And I'm not talking about with drugs and alcohol. I'm talking about with work, stress and lack of sleep um, because I thought that I was it. And then when I signed the paper to leave corporate, I was like, that was it. Like I gave you my everything and I just signed a paper and I walk out it's like, see you later. I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. So it was liberating and still kind of weird at the same time. And then started on this path. My kids were still kind of, I mean, they were young. I only had two at the time. The second one was a newborn and the first one was two. So I I don't sit still very well, (laughs) as you know, (laughs) and just started. And I remember a girlfriend of mine from Furman had posted a clip for the campaign for safe cosmetics on her Facebook page. And I watched this video and it was like, the story of cosmetics. And I was like, shut the door. And I remember like mm-hmm. getting on my knees, going over to the bathtub and like turning over the bottle of Cetaphil that the dermatologist and the doctor had told me to get forever. And like looking at the ingredients for the first time ever right. and go, I have no idea what any of this means other than the word water. Like <laughs> I see all these other things. And then I looked at like the aquaphor and the other stuff. And like the list is like five miles long and has all these words. I have to clap them out to pronounce them. And I have no idea what they are. And I'm like, why did I never think to look at this before? My first child had already had a peanut allergy by that point. And so I already knew that food and what we're putting on us and in us. So I was on this journey and started it. So anyway, that was 12 years ago now, what, 10 years ago now. And in that path, As you know, I love to talk and educate. I have learned by getting my human design reading that my job here on this planet is to inform and teach and to speak the truth. Um, I've learned and not to take it personal and that I can walk into a room and people either love me or don't. (laughs) I I used to take that personal and now I'm just like, it's okay. Like my people are my people and those that want to learn, like I'm here. And in no way ever do I ever want to hurt hurt or cause harm to anybody. But if you're not ready for some of the stuff that I can say, (laughs) it it could be one of those. If you ever note to to the listeners, if you walk into a room or you get somewhere and you meet somebody or you're in a situation where you get triggered, like don't take that necessarily as it's the person. Like get curious and wonder why you get triggered because Mm -hmm. it's feedback. It's total feedback and it's it's like the universe giving you a message of stuff that's your medicine. Yes. Apparently, I have been brought on this planet and in this lifetime <coughs> to be medicine for people.
0: <laughs> A lot of people who don't want to swallow the medicine. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it's okay. But, it, you know, you take it personal. And I think it took me till 40 years old and four kids to be so tired and overwhelmed that I could, one, have empathy and grace for when and what that feels like, and two, to know that I don't have the space to worry and what other people think about me myself is not, it's their issue, not mine. Mm-hmm. That's hard sometimes when it's your mom, <laughs> <laughs> yes. so, you know? So in the process of all this, I have created, I've, I've actually built two huge direct sales teams, um, reached top levels in management of two fantastic companies that both provided products that were safe and effective. Because for me, it really was about educating people about the fact that there are all kinds of toxins in our environment and that we're putting them on us and in us on a daily basis. So that was really where it kind of started in my ability to connect with and educate. And I've really learned so much about myself in that process and refined still continue to refine, um, where it is that I come. And now it's, it's, it's come beyond just educating about food and chemicals. It's become more to like, I've told you lighting the fire in other women to find their soul voice and the purpose that they were brought here. Yeah. I've learned mine is to educate and to inform, Um, and that lights me up and makes me feel really good. So as a mom of four, I love my kids. I love being home with my kids. I love being there. But if I didn't do my other work, I would have the life sucked out of me. And so I've learned that I have to do like that dancing act between lighting myself like up and filling my cup so that I can then pour into them but then knowing how to go back, like, and it's this thing. And then, oh, but by the way, there's this whole body in the way in the middle of that that kind of needs rest and doesn't really care if you're going to get lit up or somebody's taking it all out of you. Like you have to set those boundaries to take care of you so yes. that you can continue to show up. And so it's like this fine dance that I, I can't say that I have like mastered it yet. Um, I don't know if any of us truly master it. That's my goal. But like just dancing that dance, like I was recording or being interviewed for a podcast yesterday and I was like, you know, I have like this little lab of these four little people. <laughs> I don't have to have faith in some of this stuff, like some of this stuff, like I know it because I've experienced it. So it's I not know. just a belief. It's actually no, like it's a knowing because I've seen it and had it. So yeah, it's, it's been an amazing journey and if there's anything that I could really impart upon anybody, if you listen to nothing else in any of the words that we talked today, My mantra that I teach all of my clients, my people, my team, everything, it's what is for you cannot pass you. You are never behind. You are never running out of time. You're never missing anything because what's for you is always for you. And what you've come here to do and learn will always be yours. And no one can take that from you. So there's this leaning into and trusting in the process. And your boss, Lisa, is probably (laughs) one of the greatest coaches that helped me to really like start understanding that in a better way that it's, it's not about resisting. It's more about accepting and being in there. So if there's nothing else you get from this, like it's trust in the process and that life is happening for you, not to you. And that everything is exactly as it needs to be, even when it sucks,
0: (laughs) even the the muck
1: and the gross. Like, so if, if there's nothing else, like we could drop the mic right there and Yeah, (laughs) that's the best. Right. Right. But,
0: But you, the listener, I want you to let that sit in for a second because how often are we told that in life? How often do we actually think and reflect on that particular thing? I mean, I talk to women every day who are terrified that life is passing them by. They're terrified of waiting to take that next step. And also to take that next step because they are so wrapped up in, I might miss something. And that is how we get into the burnout. That is how we drive ourselves into the ground, especially as women with children who also have passions outside of being a mom. Being a mom is incredible, but it's not the first priority for everybody, or it's not the only priority for everybody. I give so much credit to the moms who raise their kids at home because I would lose my mind. So I think it's really beautiful when someone can say, no, I am taking on these little people all day, every day, especially post-pandemic. And now I'm also going to step into my sole purpose. So speaking of lighting the fire, before COVID happened, (laughs) (laughs) you were leading and still are this incredible group of women who are wellness professionals or who are just interested in making their lives better um, and have continued that virtually. Tell us about that. Why women in wellness?
1: Women in wellness. And it's funny. And actually, Chelsea, you don't realize how awesome you are and how much you inspire people. You had invited me to an event and I was like, wait, this is what I do. So, in addition to being brought here to inform, my other gift is to connect the dots. And I see things and see the pathway between things and where people need other people. And to me, the more we are connecting with, and you even said it at one of our first meetings, you're like, you know, as a wellness practitioner, how do we fill our own cup up and where do we go? So we can run the meetings, we can run the groups, we can do the stuff, but like, where do we go to get sourced? And Jessica Calderon, who runs women's retreats with me, she's really funny. Cause I remember when I first started doing Reiki and other stuff with her, I'd always ask her, I'm like, but who does this for you? <laughs> so like, I ask you, who does this for you? Like you all take care of so many and we all serve so many, but it's like, who's filling our cup. And so women in wellness, was inspired by the fact that I wanted to bring together the ones that were doing the work and that were the ones like hitting the pavement and serving and helping to clear pathways for others to their healing. And that's exhausting at times. And it's really hard, especially when you're in like more of the holistic side of things, because you're going a little bit, not against the grain, but it's not the the narrative everybody's listening to. And so there's a lot more question which is mind blowing to me. Cause I'm like, there's nothing that any of us would say that's going to hurt anybody. And like, just try it. It could be something like go get some sunshine on your face or drink a glass of water or sleep and don't wake up because your alarm clock went like, there's nothing about what we say that is harmful in any way to anybody. Right. Um, and yet there's lots of question, especially now with everything, but that's not where the conversation is going. So that's where I tell people in lighting that fire. It's like that coming back to the voice inside of you that already knows Mm -hmm. you got to get still and listen to it. Right. So, um, virtually I, we were having great, we had like 30 people coming and joining for events live and it was the second Monday of every month. And then we got shut down and we couldn't do it anymore. And so I, I knew that people still wanted connection. And so I started doing them, um, on zoom just so that people would keep coming. And I actually did one last night and people are still showing up and I've had everybody from Dr. Chelsea come speak to Liz from motherhood unstressed. I've had Dr. DM co come speak. I've had Dr. John Thomas come speak, like just really amazing practitioners and souls that have a calling to support all of us in being well. And that's the calling. It's like the knowledge when you know better, you do better. And so, Again, it's that that calling and need to inform and give people information, and the goal is never to overwhelm. I always say, take what you want, leave what you don't, but try something. You know what is that saying? I always say, when you when you start the course of those huge cruise liners in the ocean, and you move it one degree over the course of a thousand miles, it's in a totally new location, but it doesn't even seem like it moved in that first. So, like every step you take towards wellness and towards making more informed choices that serve your body and help remove things that are blocking you out of the way. And it's baby steps. like Rome was not built in the day. I didn't get here. You didn't get here. Like this is work and like self-love and self-care over time. And it you know I've, I've said this for years and this is what I would teach my teammates and when I would coach and lead executives. Self-care and wellness is not extra things to add to your to-do list. Mm -hmm. It's weaving it into what you're already doing. So many people think meditation. Some people have a great meditation practice. Other people, it scares the living whatever out of them. So listeners, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: meditation is nothing more than mindfulness. It's paying attention to where your thoughts are going. So I invite you that if you don't already have a great meditation practice, and if you do, congratulations and keep it up. But if it's something that's intimidated you and scared you, or maybe you're a little curious and you want to like make your meditation when you're brushing your teeth or washing your face. And it's as simple as what does the water feel like? Am I here experiencing the moment? What does the toothbrush feel like on my teeth? What does it feel like when I put the water in my mouth? Like, what does it feel like? How's it different on my hands than on my face or in my mouth? And like, what sounds am I hearing? And are the birds chirping outside? Or am I hearing like the kids yelling down the hallway, instead of completely mindlessly going through that process and running through your to do list, or thinking about the fight you just had, or the kid that's not feeling well, or whatever, like, be present in the moment that you're in, when you're sitting down to have your cup of tea or your cup of coffee, which I invite you, if you don't sit down to do that daily, that would be another great thing you can do instead of just rushing through it, like, that five minutes to sit down and drink your coffee and then hold the cup and like feel the warmth and then feel it as it goes in your mouth and the body of the liquid. And like, as it goes down your throat, like be present with it and put your thoughts on that rather than guess what that right there is meditation. It's meditating. And
0: it's, it's powerful to talk about a transformational experience mm-hmm. that People need every day. I mean, we talk about it all the time on the podcast, in my office, et cetera, that we don't ever, it's not popular culture to say, where am I in this moment? What am I actually feeling using all of our senses to have that experience? I mean, that is so pivotal. And I will speak to those of you out there who are wellness professionals, who are healthcare providers. You may not even realize it. But if you're not getting that restoration, it spills over into your patients, it spills over into your clients, and you start emotionally vomiting on people without even necessarily realizing it. And then you're losing clients because it's become about you instead of about them. And people come to us because they need you to feed them in that way. And that's why it's even more important for you to feed yourself.
1: Oh my gosh. But in every way, shape and form, every human needs to feed themselves. And it's like, you see so many people and I I've heard it before because I've been guilty and been there humans doing not humans being. <laughs> so how do we go back to the being and you go back to the being baby steps and it starts with just in a moment. So one of the practices that I have, and I don't even remember how long ago I started, it's probably been five years now is and I'm, I'm sure I have to give credit to where it came from. It's probably more inspired by Danielle Laporte's um, desire mapping and where she talks about, it's not about goals. It's more about like, how do you want to feel? Mm. like How do you want to experience your year? How do you want to experience your moment? So one of the things that I do at the beginning of the year, I do like a year end review and like truly celebrate. Like I go through my calendar and I go through all my pictures and I'm like, what went really well in the past year? And you know, 2020, I know, was really, really hard in so many ways, but it was also really beautiful in many ways because we were forced to slow down and start to think about what was happening because everything wasn't rote and like it always had been. Like mm-hmm. you you had, you had to start thinking about it and seeing and like nothing that we always counted on was happening anymore. So things were different. But when I looked back at the year, I was like, it was pretty amazing at some of the transformations and things that happened from building a garden to like really connecting with my kids and spending daily one-on-one time with each of them and uh, there's there's lots of magic. So that's part. You know, we don't celebrate as a society where we're very much and so let me frame this really quick. If you look at the seasons, you look at the directions, there's four and everything. You look at the cycles of the moon, there's four. I mean, granted, you can dive down into more, but if you look at where, and again, give credit where credit is due. This whole learning and process came to me more through Kate Northrup and her work in having more by doing less and understanding that as a woman, we have a cycle and the moon has a cycle and nature has a cycle. So follow me on this one because this is mind blowing for many people. And if you haven't heard this before, like dive into it deep because as a woman, like, holy cow, does it give you permission to be like what we are? We are not men. We do not operate on a 24 hour Hormonal cycle. We operate on a 28-day hormonal cycle. So this whole like idea of, oh, I'm going to get all these things on my to-do list done and that it's a daily thing, it doesn't work for us. And that's where we burn out. So we have a 28-day cycle. It starts with bleeding. That's your menstrual cycle. I mean, they call it the menstrual, but that's the bleeding part. That is in alignment with new moon energy and with the winter. You can't get pregnant when you're bleeding. So you can't plant the fields when they're frozen. Like there's a time for rest. Mm-hmm. It is so vital and important. Quick fun note tip to you that if you need clarity on something or you have a question, great time to ask yourself. So if you're not menstruating, you can ask during new moon, which is Thursday this week, the third what is the third the, I don't even know Tuesday.
0: the Today's Today's day.
1: So two but days th- from now. <laughs> I don't know when the recording will go. So anyway. Pay right now, to your calendar, this right. So, if you follow the moon, you'll see it. So, new moon energy is very much like that—the um, fertile void and the time to go within. And it's the time where you are the most clear, and that your own authentic wisdom, soul voice will speak to you if you ask at that time. So, this so Then you go into from winter into spring which is the waning moon. You're going towards the full moon. So this is the time where like the seeds are planted and like you're cleaning the soil and you're doing all the stuff. So this is the great time for projects. This is a great time for like you to be working on some things and like setting up as a culture, we're really good at the spring energy and we're really good at like the, the coming up with projects and ideas. Then you go from spring into summer, which is now full moon and ovulation. Ovulation is where you're the most magnetic. It's where you're the most um, attuned to uh, attracting and manifesting and bringing in what it is that you desire. It's a great time for presentations. It's a great time to ask for a promotion. It's the great time to pitch something that you're trying to do because you are the most magnetic. It's the time in the seasons where things are blooming and it's blossoming and it's warm and think watermelon and think like beautiful long nights. It's just like a time of like heightened energy, more heat and that. Um, And then you go into the winter. Again, we're really good as a culture, especially in the distorted patriarchy of, um, I'm not saying men are bad. That's not what I mean when I say distorted patriarchy. I'm talking about a distortion of energy that is not honoring both. So that's another conversation. (laughs) But just so people know, there's a distortion in the energy. And we're feeling that. So then you go from the summer into the fall. Well, the fall is culmination. It's harvest. It's tying up the loose ends. It's asking all the questions. It's the time where you've gone from full moon back. And now you're going into the waning. You're going back towards the new moon. It's the time of like celebration of what you've done and had. And again, as a culture, we skip through that rest and that harvest part and go straight back to like, well, what's the next project? Right. And if you think about even how a lot of people wake up in the morning, do you wake up in the morning kind of ease your way into it, and then look at the sun, see the birds, have your drink of water, like work into the day and like allow for the transition from the rest into this? Or do you immediately hit your floor running because the alarm went off, you're late for your meeting, you jump in the shower, you've got to go and you haven't even thought about it. So like it's, it's those transitions into the cycles and the phases and how we even think about what we're doing. give it as a woman, there's different exercise, there's different food, there's different activities that work better in each of those cycles to give you more energy and more time to do what you need to do. Like the culmination time is like where in your luteal phase of your cycle, it's the longest phase of our cycle. And there's two parts of it. And if you notice, if you start tracking that that five days before you start bleeding is when you start doubting yourself, where you start questioning everything, you feel like you're a loser, a failure, and like, I can't do anything right. And you get sad and whatever, like, that's just information for you. That's what do you need to release as you come into the new moon and then come into the menstrual cycle of what you want to call in. And it's normal. There's nothing wrong with you. It's totally and completely normal. And it's part of your process and your cycle, but nobody's teaching this stuff. Nobody's giving us permission. So we're in this like masculine, do everything, do everything, do everything. Men will completely change through all of their hormones and replenish overnight and be fine in the morning. We don't, it takes us that whole cycle to go through all of it and yet, ah, go, and it's-
0: even still, they burn out quicker than we do. There's a win- reason that women live longer than men. If we honor those cycles, we are able to have more longevity than men do. There's a reason that men have more of the chronic health issues like heart disease, like diabetes, and that they have a lower life expectancy. And it has to do with the burnout that comes with that. So even being able to empower your partner to understand their cycle and that they are on that 24-hour, but that they can't get five hours of sleep because yeah, no. they need sleep. If you think about it, they almost need sleep more than we do.
1: We do no, they actually they actually 100% do. And if they're so, we have a circadian rhythm as they do. So the circadian rhythms are when we tie into the the sun and the moon and the day and the night. And so you there are even charts and it's, and everything from yoga to other stuff that show you where your body's organs are and what you do. And when we have all this blue light and all this radiation and all this technology and all this stuff that takes us away from the natural cycle, then we can go off. And so, yeah, there's so, I mean, now, there's so many ways, Chelsea, you know, there's so many ways that we <laughs> so many different levels, but 100%, but women also have a totally different cycle with our, with our hormonal cycle that goes along with that. Um, you know, lots of people have an oil for everything. I have a book for everything, um, in the flow and the women's code are two books written by Elisa Viti that are amazing for more understanding of how to eat for your cycle, where to go for your cycle and like how to heal a lot of the issues that we have that aren't anything that you need medicine for. It's usually stuff that you just need rest and, um, food and, an understanding of where you are. And it's not, again, there's nothing wrong with you. This is normal. It's who we are. But a lot of the studies on how things work in allopathic medicine are not done on women. And so we are different. We are not just little men. Like that's not, we're not smaller men. We are completely different. And from how our organs work to like how our, like everything, it's totally different. And yet that's not common knowledge and that's not what's taught. And so you have to go out and connect with and um, learn and women are suffering tremendously right now. Women have always suffered. So that's a, that's another book and another patriarchy stress disorder by Dr. Valerie Ryan is an amazing, it's almost like the missing link. So you can do all the self-development you can do all this healing. And then you're like, but what's still going on? Because then there's the whole aspect of ancestral collective and trauma that we're all suffering again, whole nother conversation, but incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful when you have the knowledge and the information to figure a lot of that stuff out, because then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's not just me. Right. And there's so much stuff that's not just us, but yet we're collectively experiencing it. So it's it's mind blowing. I mean, it's absolutely mind blowing. It's so cool because it's very empowering and it's not easier. It is an amazing time to be alive Mm -hmm. and it's an amazing time to be a woman um, because we have Zoom and we have the internet and we have ways of connecting with each other in a manner in which never happened before Mm -hmm. to where we are safer and more able, like we're allowed to have our own money. We're allowed to have a business because if you think back in the 1960s, you as a woman still couldn't own your own money. In
0: 1985, you still couldn't buy a house or have your own credit card. So we've come a long way, even in the last bit. So on that note, being that women are suffering, but it is a beautiful time to be alive. What do we do?
1: Where do we start? Hmm. That's an awesome question. And I have an answer. I don't have the whole way, but I I do have an answer. So really, this is a calling for us to heal. This is a calling for us to plug into the collective Um, You can't run your business network on your personal computer, Mm -hmm. right? So this is a time where we are being called to connect and come together um, as the feminine energy and the divine that is in all of us to be in service to each other and in service to love and to help bring, I don't want to say peace because that's not it, but to bring love and to bring healing towards the entire human collective. And that sounds really, really, really overwhelming and a huge responsibility and really scary in many ways. But at the same time, like, here's the cool thing. All you have to do is you. Mm -hmm. And how do you do you? You do you in baby steps and you do you in one, you're listening. So you're aware Um, to you figure out and you look at your days and you see where you can fit more of yourself into your day. Not because you're adding more to your to-do list, but because you are being more mindful about how you're going about what you're doing. You are resting more. Seven to eight hours is really, really essential. Like, I cannot stress that enough. And yes. The older I get and the more, and it's like this morning, I was joking with my husband because I was like, I get headaches. And I know it's because I, I myself, I teach this stuff, but I will also push through things because my masculine energy is really strong. I like to get shit done. Sorry, if I said a bad word, you can edit that one out. <laughs> I like to get things done and I know I can, but at what cost to my body? I so know. it's like, we have to start thinking about what is it that we want and how do we desire to feel? What roles do we play? And how do we put that? So that's the second part of like the, the celebrating, but then you have to come back to the intention. So the intention is what are your key roles? For me, it's, I'm, I'm a woman, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a business owner, I'm a friend, I'm a member of my community. I think those are like the key ones. And I, as a homeschooling mom, I'm a teacher to my kids, but So how do I want to feel and show up in each of those roles? And when you write that down, you'll start to see the common threads of what's really important to you. So, you know, I connected is one that's in each one of mine that's there because I want to be present and connected. I can't be present connected if I'm running my to do list and I'm thinking about everything else other than being where I'm at right now. Like I can't be sitting here talking to you and thinking about all the other things that I need to do and be present. So it's really, you know, but that's important. I want to feel alive. I want to feel well. So how do I feel alive and how do I feel well? It is a regular conversation in our house with me and four crazy little people that the root cause of all issues in our life is not enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I would tell you sleep and water are probably like the two sleep, water, and gratitude are like the three biggest things that you can do. That's like the base. That's like the foundation. So you start with like the sleep then you get the water and make sure that you're drinking lots and lots of water. You need half your body weight in ounces of water per day. And
0: that's mandatory by
1: the way, that is mandatory. And if you start tracking that most people don't do that at all. And they don't even realize like, you're not sick. You're just freaking thirsty. Like your body is 70 something percent water and your brain is 70% fat. And if you're not giving your brain enough fat and your body enough water, and you wonder why you're walking around in a fog all day and feeling like garbage, because your body needs what it needs. And it's telling you, it is speaking to you. Your body is so smart and it's speaking to you in the language of sensation. Please listen, like, don't ignore it. As I say that to you, when I, I don't ignore it, I just can't figure out how to manage four kids in a Leo sometimes. (laughs) 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 so I'm I'm, I'm giving you my medicine because I know it. Well, you do the best uh, you can with what you have. Absolutely. And you know, and like, so my husband this morning was like, well, how do you make your headaches go away? I was like, oh, my body's told me what to do, but you guys don't give me the time to do it. I need rest. I need you all to leave me alone. <laughs>
0: yep. That's, that's when we delegate. That's when we hire people. So especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're not getting enough rest, that's when it's time to start hiring a coach. Figuring out how you can make more money in your business so that then you can hire somebody who's going to take something off of your plate so you can rest. And you
1: know, my brother said this to me, the most brilliant thing. And when he was telling it to me, I mean, it was years ago, I was like, so in resistance to hearing him because he's like, if you're making a million dollars a year and you work 40 hours a week, your time is worth $500 an hour. If you can pay somebody $10 an hour to do what you would be doing, think of yourself and what your value is. So like really do that. Like, okay, a million dollars a year. That's a lot. It's possible, but it's a lot. So if you're worth $500 an hour and you're working 40 hours a week, what can you pay somebody 10 or $20 an hour to do that you don't have to do? And it's not even just, it's, it's societally. And again, this is that whole where the patriarchy, stress disorder, and like the Things that in our society, like, oh, well, if you're getting help, you're like an elitist and whatever. There's so much judgment and just nonsense. And you know what? I'm going to tell you throw all that judgment and nonsense out the door because you got to do you. And who cares yes. what other people think? That's their problem. And if they want to judge you, that's on them. Like, block it out. Yes. <laughs> like, because you, they used to burn us at the stake. Now they just hand us the torch and we do it ourselves with all this mm-hmm. nonsense. You are not expected to be superwoman and do it all. Like, if that's your goal, Great. You can stand out there and look like, "Oh, I can do it all and I don't need any help," and you're going to freaking crash and burn. You're crash and, and burn.
0: <laughs> like if any spoiler alert, if anyone's seen the new Wonder Woman movie, Wonder Woman 84, that's literally what happens. But imagine what a superwoman you could be if you actually tapped into your inner fire as internet says, "uncovering the music of your soul and actually sharing it." What that would look like. That's a real hero.
1: I'm going to tell you also, and maybe I'm I'm not sure, like Chelsea, one of the other things for women is that orgasm is something that is totally and completely not talked about, underrated, and it is vital to the survival of any and every woman. Yes, Probably yes. men too, but I'm not talking about men right now. I'm a and, woman. I'm and, about-
0: and men tap into that. They understand that. They don't question that. Mm-hmm. Um, but with women, it is so shamed. We actually have a really great episode about sex and, sex and sexuality with. Um, actually several. (laughs) So I would definitely encourage everyone to go back and listen to those because that is a conversation that's not happening. And you're absolutely right. That is essential. It's part
1: of the balance between the masculine and the feminine as well. And like, you don't need a partner or anybody else. Like, yeah, include them in it, but like you need it. And it is vital to you connecting your energy and sourcing yourself and balancing yourself out. So like when you talk about how to light the fire, in essence, like that is a lot of the fire in all of us. And there's so much, and you can go back to ancient texts and you can go back to things, but it is, it's very taboo and something that's not supposed to be talked about. Um, Weak vaginal um, walls are a huge issue for women. That is our life. Like that, that's like the tap root. And if it's weak and flimsy and floppy, and it's not being taken care of, and it's not a matter of tools. It's not, again, remember I come at things more from a holistic perspective. It's not as much, and I am definitely not the expert on it. There are many out there, but like lubricant and vibrators and things are not necessarily where it's at because that's again, outsourcing Mm -hmm. and that's, you don't need to outsource. Like we all have everything within us that we need and there's not a what is it? the The expert that needs to tell you anything? Like your body is going to give you lots of feedback on your own, and there, like I said, there are so many different people that are out there speaking and that can help.
0: And, and of course, especially if you've been someone who's been through trauma, because that is kind of absolutely. the exception. And there are people who have walked a different journey. But yeah, yeah. for the average woman, absolutely, I take a holistic approach to that, hundred percent.
1: And sometimes, like your your the pain is the medicine right. On all of these and on many things, like the pain is the medicine and it's, it's telling us what we need because we, we are stubborn. There's a, again, books and stuff, but there's a really cute series of books that I've listened to with the kids. And there's this governor, since she calls up op, <laughs> so, too so Op too And it's like, when you look at where we crash and burn a lot of times, it's, I think it's Tony Robbins even said, you, uh, overestimate what you can do in a day, but underestimate what you can do in five years. So a part of that, like, how do you want to feel and how do you light that fire? It's also being realistic in your time and your boundaries and giving yourself grace and like constantly adjusting and coming back to like, okay, that didn't work. So I know. So it's not beat yourself up and think you failed. Like you didn't fail. It's everything is a trial and error. And like you do, and you experience and you try, and then you come back and adjust and then you do, and you experience and you try, and then you adjust. And that's, I mean, that's part of like, you have to know what it is that you want and what you desire, which is those core desired feelings, and then your key roles. And then you can get really clear. I know that I'm like, oh, I can do all this. And then my body's like, no, you can't do all that. And I have to <laughs> so it's like that opt too muchism of, yes, I think I can do it all. And there's like the plan. And I say all the times, and I think it probably came from Sarah McKenzie, who's a great homeschooling resource or a great resource for books. And she always says like a schedule and a plan is a tool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's, it's a tool and it's to like help you guide the way, but it doesn't have to be the way. And it can be adjusted. Everything can be adjusted. Like that's the beauty. Every moment you have a new opportunity to make a new choice and a decision. So don't waste your time and energy beating yourself up because it didn't work. Be like, cool. Thanks for the feedback. What do I need to adjust? So like in lighting that fire, part of lighting that fire is giving yourself grace and understanding that your worthiness is not conditional. Your yes. worth is inherent. You are a precious, beautiful gift to the world and everything and anything you do by the mere fact that you're alive. You don't have to prove that. You don't have to get a degree. You don't have to like accomplish anything. You don't have to do anything. You are already precious. You have gifts and resources and things that you were brought here to share and do. And every day your feet hit the ground and every breath you take is a gift and it's an opportunity. And you don't have to prove to anybody anything. You just have to be and you just have to know that you are precious. And that in that lighting that fire, like that's part of it in telling yourself that daily, because we are we're living in a world and a, and a context and a paradigm where it's like either shame or praise. And so like there's this conditional well worthiness that's set up. And I feel especially for women and no, you are precious because you're alive. Period. End of story. Like end of story.
0: Yes. It's funny you mentioned that. It was actually yesterday I was driving right past your restaurant and I was talking to my mom, and she said almost something very in alignment with that. She said, You know, we all want to strive for excellence, Mm -hmm. but we have to be aware of the fact that really 99% of people are going to be in the middle, and that's okay. You can want to be the person you envision for yourself. But make sure it's for yourself. Make sure you're not trying to be someone else. And be okay if you don't make $10 million a year. Be okay with having to leave some laundry unfolded. Be okay with saying, you know what? We are going to get takeout tonight, even though we're really, really good about cooking at home. Like, You have to accept when you just need to let something go.
1: And only you can figure out what that is. But, you know, and Chelsea, you've heard me say this before. 80% of women's time is spent doing things other people think they should do.
0: And I want to shout that to the rooftops because everyone needs to hear that again. 80% of what women do every day is because of what someone else told them to do. I challenge y'all to really think about that and really write things down and ask yourself, who told you?
1: Oh, it's an in, Untamed, Glennon Doyle's book. Oh my God, if you have not listened to that book or read that book, please it's listen. my favorite. It is amazing. And so this past summer, listened to it with my kids because you know, <laughs> I download all this stuff into them. And so Alexander, my oldest all the time, will be like, mommy, is that another pink bunny? And I'll be like, it sure is. So if you haven't read the book, read the book, but the pink bunny theme really quickly is there's this cheetah that's literally running and chasing a pink bunny down a thing at a zoo to get like a cheap grocery store steak at the end of it. And like the irony of that, this cheetah who's a freaking goddess and like could rip everybody apart and eat the meat and doesn't need to get a cheap grocery store steak for running and chasing a stupid pink bunny down like a pathway. And so much of that is the conditioning that we as women have and what we're told. And I mean, if you think about it, the enslavement and the service of women, free labor, free labor has been what's built the world, period, like period. And we are feeling that because that, again, is part of the ancestral collective and current trauma. That's wrong, period. It's like, wrong. it's wrong, but it's happened. It's still happening. It's still going. I, I jokingly said to my husband one day, the other day, I was like, if I didn't, if I, if something happened to me, how much would you pay somebody to do all the things that I do? His, yeah. If I died tomorrow, how much would you pay somebody to do all the things that I do? And his answer was, well, I wouldn't. He granted now, again, Leo is not really good with words. He's Brazilian by nature. He's a
0: wonderful man. Maybe he not so good with the words. Yeah. No, no, know.
1: He wasn't meaning it as in. I wouldn't. He was meaning I couldn't afford it. Right. Like I couldn't pay somebody to do all the things that you do because I'm not in a position to pay. Like he wasn't meaning you're not valuable. He was meaning I couldn't like, so it was funny because I was like, good thing. I know how to translate you.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Ladies, learning how to translate your partner is very, very important.
1: Huge. It is huge because what oftentimes what we say and what the other, like what we mean to say and how the other person on any other end hears you. Is not the same thing. And so asking for what did you hear (laughs) and do you understand? Like, get that feedback back from them. So if if somebody said something to you and you want clarification, it's so let me let me tell you what I heard you just say. Is this correct? And then you give it back in your words. But I I mean, I know how to translate him, but it's true because all of the stuff that I do, like he couldn't pay somebody to do all that because it would be multiple different people (laughs) and different salaries that you would have to pay. So again, we say enslavement service of women, we give so much free labor on so much stuff. And it goes back to like, do we feel worthy? No, I think as a whole women feel worth less and that's not true. And so then we feel like we have to be superwoman to prove that we're worthy. And then we burn out and hurt ourselves in the process. And that's part of the knowing that that's there, catching yourself when you do it and then choosing to do different is part of that lighting the fire. Like it's that, that knowledge of knowing and being okay with, but giving yourself grace. And that's where I love that book, Untamed by Glennon, because there's so much wisdom in, you know, who benefits from me believing that? Right. Anything that you've ever been taught, who benefits from me believing that? And is it true for me?
0: And most importantly, am I on the list yeah. in terms of who benefits? are you one of the answers? And if the answer is no, how can you change that?
1: Yeah. But we've been trained to be martyrs, Chelsea, like mm. trained to, that it's okay to sacrifice ourselves and in motherhood and in work and in everything. Like if men don't know how to do something and they're like 25% sure they'll be like, sure. I can figure it out. Women will not say anything until they're 95 to hundred percent sure. You know, like it's that fake it till you make it for many men and how they operate. Because they've been granted like the permission to do it. And we have been told that we're not enough. And so grant
0: yourself permission. Lie. Yeah. It is a lie. Grant yourself permission, ladies, because especially if you're a caregiver, whether that's in your job for your family, whether it's your children or your spouse or your parent, there is so much that we let go of, hide, suppress, and honey, I'm telling you, it shows up in your body. And I know that because I touch people on their spines and on their nervous systems and on their muscles, and I feel them every day. And you are holding on to it whether you unless you are actively releasing it. So Antoinette, talk to us about actively releasing the things we do need to let go.
1: So gonna laugh because honestly what you just said i'm like they just need to go have an orgasm and i'm not even kidding like (laughs) i'm sorry like you said that and then you asked me the question and i'm like honestly one of the greatest releases honestly honestly, one of the greatest releases that you can have is that now granted there's meditation there's self-work there's reiki there's shamanism. There's so many different ways, like shaking it out, tapping it out. Like there's so many different ways, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I really think one of the best ones is really probably orgasm because, and
0: the reason is your nervous system. We're stuck in a stress state. If people understand the nervous system, a sympathetic state of fight or flight or freeze, someone's chasing me with an ax or a tiger's chasing me kind of state all the time the easiest way to tap into the rest and restore part of your nervous system and literally force a shift is an orgasm.
1: Sorry. Like you asked that. I'm like the easiest way, like that's it. So, I mean, yes, there are other ways. Um, if you watch an animal after it's had trauma or had something scary, it shakes. Um, and as humans, we don't. So like really shaking and tapping movement. Um, Whenever there's anything stuck or there's energy, like movement, going for a walk, going into the other room, like don't just sit and get off your screen. I I really want to destroy my phone and like get a light. I don't, I don't want it anymore. Like I, like I'm done. Uh, Leo said something to me the other day and I was like, dude, like I stopped watching the news and stopped paying. Like I took Facebook and Instagram off my phone and which is silly because as a business person, like I need them, but I also know from a time perspective, that if I get on my computer in the morning, when I need to do the work, that I will do the work and not go down rabbit holes. Mm -hmm. Because when it's on my phone, it's trained and it's literally programmed to have you addictive and going. And to the point where I've taken it off my phone and now Instagram sends me emails to get me to go back to Instagram. is Not that funny because I don't, I'm not on there and it knows I'm not on there. And so it's trying to bring me back. And I'm like, And it's not that I don't love a lot of the great information and stuff that's there, but from a perspective of time and in taking care of myself. And I feel like, especially in the climate of the world right now, I don't want to participate in all of the yuck that's going on. Mm -hmm. And there's judgment, there's shaming, there's all kinds of stuff. I would much rather go for a walk and connect with the person I love. So instead of scrolling on Instagram or Facebook, pretending that I know what's going on in people's lives or that I'm getting informed because I can lie to myself in all kinds of ways as to what I'm getting there. I literally took it off my phone because it's too easy when it's on your phone to be like, oh, I'll just go check. And I'm just going to spend a minute. No, I don't. I stay off it. I I have released and gotten off of the toxic cycle of the news and the rest. And so people will say things to me. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that's going on. And some people can judge me and tell me that I'm stupid. No, I'm taking care of me and my central nervous system because I don't have to go there to feel there are mornings. And even this morning where I like had a freaking brick sitting on my chest because I feel the pain and the angst and the fear and the sadness of so many, I don't have to listen to it. Like I feel it. I'm plugged in and I get it. I think, you know, this, I don't even know if we've talked since then, but I had already done that back last March. Like I had taken it off because when all this stuff started happening and again, my business is the body. So I, there's things that I just know, again, I don't have to have faith and believe in it. Like I know it. And there's so many things that are so counter to what I know that I'm like, I can't participate. So I already took it off my phone last year. Well, the weekend of the riots that happened last May, like I woke up at four o'clock in the morning and I was like, okay, normally I can get myself to go back to sleep. That's not normal for me to wake up. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And again, not on social media, had no idea what was going on. I go on my computer. I start putting all my stuff for like the women in wellness. And I'm like doing all this work. And then in the morning I get a text message from Jessica and she's like, so sad about what's going on downtown. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. I had felt all of that and it had freaking woken me up, freaking woke me up. And I didn't even know. Right. So like, I feel it. I already know. And many of us are like, we are energetic beings having a human experience. We are all one and we are all connected. And if anybody tells you you're not, they're lying to you. And if you don't know it, then go do some of the work to figure it out because we are all connected.
0: And if if you're not aware, you're expressing it somewhere.
1: Totally. You are, your body's feeling it and it's going to show up. And it, it's, it's over time. Like it's there, you know, like if a tree is losing its leaves, we don't look at the tree and think it's sick. Right. Like it's a part of the process and your body has a process. We're part of nature. As much as we have disconnected from it, we're still part of nature. And our bodies are speaking to us in the language of sensations, a million different ways. And if you don't listen, guess what? It gets amped up and it will turn on and it will turn on and it will turn on and it will take you out if you're not listening. And the collective is part of that. We're all part of it. So like, I literally felt it, it called me out of bed and I was like, dang it, I guess I need to get back in here because I know I have influence and I know I have people that need my support. And so I came back to work in many ways after that time and started getting more, cause I had disconnected and I'm still engaged but I have to do it in a manner in which I can participate. And it's not by being in the hate yuck. I have to be in the empowering. I can go down rabbit holes or I can focus on my light and my light and my ability to connect with and support another woman and finding her light and showing her the pathway and lighting that so that we can all shine together. Because when we are all shining, we all win. And when we are all emanating love and when we are all being love, and when one goes down, then you have the support and the connection to come back. It's like this yin and this yang. And so I will leave you because I know we could keep talking with a beautiful one and it's dropped on some wisdom from my 11 year old. So of course, with all the craziness and stuff that's going on in the world, and I've turned off the TVs and he's like, mommy, can we watch a movie? And he sees the look on my face because everything you need to know is always in my face. And this wise child looks at me and goes, mommy. Hollywood is the door to the underworld. You cannot get rid of the underworld. He's talking Percy Jackson and Percy Jackson and the Greek gods, like literally, literally in the story, literally, literally in the story, the underworld is Hollywood. So I think Olympia is in New York and Hollywood is the door to the underworld. But he's also speaking in like figurative terms as well. He's like, mommy, you can't get rid of the underworld. And then he pulls out my little thing, which is the yin and the yang. And he goes, mommy, you know, life is about balance. You can't get rid of the darkness. You just have to know how to balance it with light. So I'm like, I'm like, you just want to watch a movie, don't you? And he's like, (laughs) but at the same time, like from the mouth of babe, it's like, it's about balance. You cannot get rid of any and all of like, we all are in existence. And so with all of this, like when you ask how it's about balance and it's about like the ebb and the flow and In essence, when women are orgasming, they're having flow, it's unlocking and opening your flow. Mm -hmm. And in order for us to flow and to manifest, like that's part of it. And again, I am not the expert on it. You could probably list many that are, if it's an issue for women and they're not having it, like that's your body giving you feedback because it is part of your divine feminine and it's part of something that you need and it's part of your own medicine. And if you're not having it and you're not getting it, then there's reasons. And it's emotional. It it is. It's all connected. It's all there, but it's giving you that feedback that there needs to be more and that you need to open those pathways and flow. And so that's what it is. It's flowing between the dark and the light and the work and the rest. And it's, it's a cycle and it's a season and it's just, it's a balance. It's an honoring and it's just that awareness of being coming. You're here, you're listening. So you're showing up, but from the the mouth of babes, mommy, you can't get rid of the darkness. You need it
0: Well, thank you so much. Beautiful friend. I mean, wow. Mm -hmm. We touched on so many topics and so many brilliant things and y'all can see why I love her because I didn't hardly have to ask you anything. There is just that flow. Talk about, no, but talk about a woman who is connected with that flow, that divine releasing of this information when you really do connect with yourself, when you do connect with that inner power, that fire and what you need and are compelled and are here to share with the world. That is a powerful thing. So thank you so much, Antoinette. You're wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I love you. My pleasure.
0: I love you too, my friend. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Send us an email at feelingherpodcasts at gmail.com. And especially if you're looking for resources, check out our other episodes, especially the ones that are focused around sexual health. We have many covering everything from pain to sexual expression, even for people who are not in a binary heterosexual relationship. So please explore that, find what you need and light your fire. Tune in next time on Feeling Her A Woman's Guide to Wellness and we'll see you guys soon.